0: 嗯。<laughs> Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, associate director of communications and marketing here at Albany Law School. On this edition of the podcast, we're speaking with the executive president of the Student Bar Association, Max Seaver. He also has some other roles here on campus. He is the executive editor for submissions of Albany Law Review, and then we have a deep cut. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to listen to this entire episode to hear his other secret. Role that he has here on campus. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, he's a GLC fellow. It's a really fun program. You should listen to this episode of the podcast, though, and hear more about that program. It's really interesting. Lots of links in the show notes for this episode because Max is involved in lots of different stuff. Before we get to it, though, a couple of reminders. We do these at the top of every show. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, X, LinkedIn, and Instagram to make sure you're up to date on the day-to-day here at Albany Law. Albany Law School has it. all the news that happens here on albanylaw.edu slash news, or you can subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter. And then if you like what you hear from Max, you want to hear more from our students, then just follow us on SoundCloud, any of the major podcast services. That's all there we have previous episodes we have over 300 episodes of content over the years we've been doing the podcast all right let's talk to max back here on the albany law school podcast with the executive editor for submissions for albany law review and of course the executive president of the student bar association max siever max how are you today
1: I'm doing well, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast today.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining us, especially right here at the beginning of the academic year. Before we get to the time here at Albany Law, though, I do want to just take a step back. Now, You come to us from U Albany, our friends right down the road at SUNY Albany. And uh, according to my research, you were the valid Victorian over your graduating class. That's a pretty big deal. They got pretty big classes over there at U UAlbany. Uh, is that true?
1: That is true. Yes, I was the valedictorian at the Rockefeller College.
0: Oh, we love our friends down the road there. And we also really love it when you Albany students decide to continue their education here at Albany Law School. Everybody has kind of a unique circumstance that brings them down the road. But what was yours, Max? Why did you want to come to Albany Law School?
1: Well, originally i never thought i was going to go to law school to begin with i graduated at u albany right as the pandemic began and you know through that time i was working remotely through some different jobs i used to work at the new york state assembly and then i worked for aarp for a little bit and i realized that instead of just focusing on the policy implications of different legislation or court decisions i was more interested in the law itself And through that, that kind of made me want to apply to law school. But for Albany Law in particular, I was really attracted to the Capital Region. I've loved it here for as long as I have been at UAlbany. And the advantage of Albany Law School is that it's not close to any other law school. In the Capital Region, you know, as the state's capital and one of the largest states in the country, is there's so many different state agencies, law firms, lobbying firms, and uh, other types of state offices that are really beneficial to someone who's starting their legal career. And through that, it was really attractive for me to choose this law school over others.
0: And as we said, the, the academic year, just getting started here, recording here in the middle of September, crisp September morning out there. And that actually always leads me to a really simple question, but I always find the answer very interesting, depending on the student, depending on their experience what's it like to be a student here at Albany Law School? What's it like to walk the halls? What's it like to have lunch here at Albany Law?
1: You know, I come from a big family, Ben, and I feel like Albany Law School is an extension of that family. I know that sounds really you know, cliche and kind of cheesy, but given that it's a really smaller school, it has a lot of advantages. And I think that one of the big advantages for me is that I'm able to see the same faces every day. It's very consistent. And through that, we build really deep relationships with the colleagues that you're going to be working with you know, throughout your time as an attorney. And from that, I feel more comfortable being around here. And I think the other advantage of that, too, is that we all want to see each other succeed. No one's out to get one another, as other law schools are. I can tell you from other friends that I have attending different law schools that they have experienced that. And I don't experience that here at Albany Law School. And... I would say like being a student here, it really is just seeing other people succeed, seeing them inspire you to do better, and I really enjoy that. There's also a lot of events here at Albany Law School, and that's one of the aspects I really enjoy, is being able to connect and kind of nerd out over something that we're both really interested in.
0: Now, speaking of events, a lot of those events come through the Student Bar Association, and you're mr president of that bar association so okay let's let's do a kind of a two-parter here what is sba and then how does the executive president the executive board how does what is their relationship with that like is it like you're like president of the united states or how does it all work
1: (laughs) well although i would love to be the president of the united states i would say the student bar association is the student government on campus we kind of also act. and I guess some you can analogize it to like a nonprofit as well, but we're here to benefit all of the students. And we're here to act as the liaison between the legal community in Albany and also with the school's administration. We have a Senate that is an elected body of students in our school who are able to make funding decisions, are able to pass bills and resolutions about what they, should, what they think should be done on campus. They also take a lot of leadership roles on campus, whether it be through other student groups and organizations, or through leading one of our committees, or for putting on different kinds of events that we want to see at the school. So we have that body. We also have an executive board, which is my team here, where we help implement some of those bills and resolutions, or to put together and really kind of lead the organization through different kinds of strategic goals that we want to see here on campus, and also work closely with the administration.
0: When uh, so let's okay, put me in the shoes of a one L. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm talking to the president here. <laughs> okay, I was in. Let's say I was an undergrad at U Albany. I was in student government at U Albany. Uh, how do I get involved? What what do I have to do to become part of SBA here at Albany Law?
1: Well, it's very easy. I mean, there's two primary ways to get involved in Student Bar Association. Well, actually I'm gonna say three different kinds of ways. One, you can just attend our meetings. They're open to the public. We do it on Wednesdays at 7.30 in room 200. Anyone is welcome to attend and speak about what they think that our student government should be focusing on or what they think the school should be doing. A second way to get involved is you can join one of our committees. Any student is welcome to join our committees. Our committees are in charge of putting on lots of events here on campus or through changing programming or through amending our bylaws and constitution. There's lots of different ways to get involved and also help build practical skills that you'll need in the workplace when those students become attorneys someday. A lot of our committees will put on events such as like the grilled cheese event, which is an event that we do once a semester towards the end of finals week. Faculty come to enjoy a cup of soup and a grilled cheese. Students help cook them. We all mingle with each other. It's just one of those small events that we're really proud of doing. Another huge event that we do at Student Bar Association is our Barrister's Ball. And for those who are not familiar that are listening today, it's kind of like law prom. So your days of prom are not over once you get to law school. We do it once a year. It's a beautiful event for people to kind of gather, celebrate getting through a year of law school, which is not an easy feat. Our 2L class is in charge of putting that on, and we're really excited for the other one this year. The third way to get involved is to actually get elected into our Student Bar Association Senate. It happens for the 1Ls in the fall, for 2Ls and 3Ls, or to become 2Ls and 3Ls happens in the spring. We also have different positions such as Diversity Senator, Spring Start Senator. We have an ABA, an Albany County Bar Association, and a New York State Bar Association representative position that folks can run for. And that's another way to get involved in the larger legal community as well. So essentially, we have our hand in everything uh, at the law school, but not just at the law school, but through the legal community.
0: And you can check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have links to both uh, the SBA's page itself, so you can check out SBA's stuff and then also if you want to see what that barrister ball looks like we do have a gallery of past barrister balls you can see what it look, law prom looks like which is, is always really <laughs> exciting and interesting and just fun it's just a, it's a really kind of signature event here every year now besides just the albany law administration albany law students and the greater legal community among those students there's also different clubs organizations here at albany law school again check the show notes we'll have a link to all those different orgs so you can check out what all all of them do but max is the sba how do you interact with clubs such as like the black law students association or the rugby club how do you interact with those clubs being like the, the the overall governing body
1: Yeah, so we interact with student clubs and organizations all the time. We try to be the support mechanism for any event or programming that a student club or organization wants to put on through this campus. All students at any law school or any university pay student activity fees and Student Bar Association is the mechanism to distribute those fees to put on different kinds of programming, events, and support student clubs, organizations, and even initiatives of students. And that's really how we interact with clubs and organizations primarily. But on the other side, we also just try to be an advisor to student clubs and organizations. I'll say that, you know, one of our biggest goals through Student Bar Association this year is to encourage collaboration among student clubs and organizations. I don't think it's a secret that a lot of clubs and organizations want to put on very similar events most of the time. And sometimes they don't really communicate with each other, but We want to be the bridge for them to communicate with one another and put on an even bigger and even more spectacular event. I'll say that through our budget process that occurred this past Sunday, we were able to find ways to have student groups that we wouldn't usually see interact with one another and find ways to combine their efforts together and encourage that kind of synergy. And I think that's going to be, you know, very beneficial for a lot of students here on campus.
0: So I guess that dives into what that relationship is like with the clubs. And we, we mentioned that you're a bridge, uh, an organization that works with administration. But similar question to the clubs, what's that relationship like working with the law school itself? Uh, we have uh, Dean Toronto, who is our dean of student affairs. We have Dean Queenan, who is our dean of academic affairs. And, of course, we have our new president and dean, Carl Larn. What's it like interacting with those administrators here at the law school being a, stu- being a student leader, but still being a student?
1: Well, we all have to work together. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to like kind of government, like what's the basis of government? Why have a government to begin with? I mean, I will say before I became a law student, I did a lot of political theory and took a lot of political theory classes and at UAlbany. But the reason why we should have a student bar association is there's a lot of different reasons, but the first is to make sure that we are all working together towards the same initiatives. I think that I mentioned before that there's a lot of overlap between clubs and organizations, and there has to be a mechanism to get them to talk to each other. And Student Bar Association is that bridge for them to talk to each other, whether it be a club, an organization, or students that may have disagreements with one another. That's why we have a student government. So we have elected representatives to help facilitate those conversations. Additionally, the reason why we should have a student bar association is it's also external. We need to be speaking as a unit and as a whole with the different kinds of challenges the legal community faces and in particular how those impact Albany Law students. So I would say those are the two primary purposes of what I think why we should have a student bar association. We just want to make sure that we're organized on top of it and that we're speaking as a cohesive unit and we're working with one another and speaking about problems that impact each other and coming to common goal solutions.
0: Now, I've sat through a couple of these SBA meetings over the (laughs) years here at at Albany Law, but I was hoping that you might be able to just describe what those meetings are like because what you just explained happens a lot in those SBA meetings, but what's it like in an SBA meeting?
1: I, I mean, think it, it come, people come with different takeaways depending on how involved they are in student bar association. And, you know, I think if you're like first, I'll give you my first impression of being at a student bar association meeting. I was confused because I didn't understand how it worked when I first got there. And, you know, people really bring a lot of different perspectives to the table when they come to SBA meetings. So you will see a debate probably at least three times a meeting over something But I think that's a beneficial thing. You know, one of the primary scholars to come out of Albany Law School was Justice Robert A. Jackson, who was a Supreme Court judge. He also uh, was one of the judges. I I can't remember what the word is for it during the Nuremberg trials. And um, he once said, and I don't know the quote exactly, but Professor Bonventry speaks of it quite often, about the importance of dissent. It's incredibly important to have different perspectives and different viewpoints on different issues that impact each other. And while an SBA meeting, you might see some debates and you might see some tension between it, it's important to have that tension. If we're gonna come to better solutions on things and if we're gonna work together, we need to know how everyone feels about something. We need to see the different kinds of advantages and disadvantages of something. And that is what an SBA meeting is. And I'm really proud of my Senate this year because we have been able to have those frank conversations. We've been, have, we've been able to have those honest discussions about the issues that impact us. So an SBA meeting, it is very organized, but you'll see a lot of discussion happen. And that discussion will have some debate. But through that debate, we come out with better solutions. And we come out as a united front on something. But I don't want to dismiss the importance of dissent. And that kind of goes beyond SBA. And I really encourage people to have a, have a good listen with somebody that you might disagree with.
0: And not to to keep it negative, but, but what are some of the challenges that you see SBA facing this year? Maybe something that has to be solved, maybe something that has to be changed. From your perspective as the leader of SBA, what are some challenges the organization faces this year?
1: And look, I'm happy to to acknowledge the challenges. I don't see challenges as a bad thing all the time. It's a I see it like frank as just a challenge. It's a way for us to do better. Through our strategic plan that Student Bar Association adopted this year, there are a number of goals that we want to reach by the end of the year. The first is we need to increase our student activity fee. As much as people don't want to have to pay more for certain kinds of things, but I think people realize the impact that inflation has had on all aspects of life nowadays. We need to increase the fee to keep up with the demand that students want to see. Students want to see more events on campus. They want to see bigger events on campus, meaning greater quality. They want to see more in the community involved with it. And they just want to be able to have something to go to, whether they're, you know, are trying to get out of studying for a class or whether they don't have anything to do right now and they just want to, you know, find a way to network or find a way to advance their legal career. I think that we should meet that challenge. I think that we should increase the student activity fee by a reasonable amount, but in a way to make sure that we can increase student bar associations and increase our student groups and organizations and initiatives presence through the legal community and on campus. I think another challenge that SBA is facing, well, I guess over the last few years is, and I think I mentioned it a little bit before, is really collaborating with among student groups. I think a lot of student groups have very unique takes and very unique perspectives that they bring to the table, which is incredibly valuable. But as I said before, you know, while we can dissent and have different viewpoints on things, we need to be able to share those viewpoints with other people. And we need to be able to see other sides and see other perspectives on something. So one thing that we've been working towards in Student Bar Association this year is to find ways for student organizations and students to collaborate in ways that they never thought possible. And I think that's a really good challenge that we can meet this year, and it won't be that hard to do. I think a lot of the student leaders that are on the Student Bar Association Senate have the capacity to build those connections between different students and kind of act as mediators to make that happen. You know, I'll say that one of the best events that, or The best events that i've seen on this campus have been ones where two different groups of students come from different ideologies but collaborate on a panel event so they can learn about a substantive issue that has a lot of different sides to it but from that students take away different perspectives they would not have had previously and that's incredibly important as a law student is to see the different sides of things it makes you a better advocate And it makes you a better counselor for your client in the long run. But I see those as the two challenges that SBA faces this year, but I'm incredibly positive that we're going to be able to meet those challenges.
0: Well, and I guess that leads right into the the last SBA question I have for you, Elise, is what are you looking forward to this year with new strategic plan? Budgets are kind of set right now. What are you looking forward to for
1: the rest of the year for the SBA? I'm looking forward to a lot of things this year. I mean, one, I feel like everybody's looking forward to is the Barrister's Ball because it's a lot of fun and who doesn't love another prom? So I'm looking forward to that personally. I'm also, and to keep it personal and then I'll move into the bigger things, is I'm also looking forward to the farewell party that the 3Ls put on every year. It's a wonderful event for the graduating members of, of Albany Law School to celebrate, have one last hurrah with everyone else before we cross that stage Family members are invited to come, you get to mingle with the other professors, and it's a good reflective moment for everyone to take. I'm really excited to see that event happen and to be involved with that event. Additionally, Student Bar Association this year has given more uh, funding to its various committees, including the Alumni Committee, the Diversity Committee of Super Student Bar Association, the Philanthropy Committee, and the Events Committee. And I think through the leadership, through a lot of senators that have been elected this year, we're really gonna be changing the game and be putting on some different events we would not have otherwise thought possible. And again, I I don't wanna reveal what those events are now because they're still in the process of planning. They're gonna be working together with a lot of campus organizations. And again, that collaboration aspect, but also with the wider community and hopefully with the Albany County Bar Association, the New York State Bar Association, which we have done in the past, but we're really gonna be boosting that aspect this year. And last but not least, the therapy dogs. I just love when the therapy dogs come to campus, so I'll be looking forward to that.
0: And uh, if, if, if anybody wants to check out what the, it looks like when therapy dogs come to campus, check out the show notes. We'll have well, a couple of galleries of when the, when the canines are here. So SBA, of course, would be enough, Max. But And this is like a, a deep track. Like this, this is not something we teased at the beginning of the show. You're, okay. like a, you're in the Government Law Center as one of the fellows in the Government Law Center too, the, our GLC fellows. What's that program like? Why'd you want to participate in it?
1: Well, I think it kind of goes back to my background. At first, I thought, you know, I'm going to be a lobbyist someday. Like I'm going to be, you know, someone on Capitol Hill making changes. And I thought the Government Law Center was a great program to be involved in the government arena. It's, again, we are in the capital region. We're at the seat of government for New York state. There's a lot happening here. And I want to learn about that. And I want to learn about it through the legal perspective. And the government law center was the perfect way to do that. There are a lot of enrichment opportunities and academic opportunities you would not have otherwise gotten if you just took a class on something. The fellows do a lot of different kinds of things. We got to tour the court of appeals. I got to tour the New York state legislature. I was able to hear from different kinds of individuals who have graduated from Albany Law School, sharing their perspective on New York state government as somebody who's emerged from that. And it has a JD and it's been a wonderful experience. I've gotten lots of mentors through the program that I was able to speak to on different areas of law that I was exploring. And those mentors have stuck with me and through the different kinds of career opportunities I've been applying to, they've been extremely beneficial. Judge Stein and Uh, Professor Woods have been amazing faculty members to help lead this organization, as well as the other staff at at the Government Law Center. They have been great resources to help build your professional reputation as somebody who wants to work in government or somebody who wants to work alongside government in the legal field. And regardless of what you do, In law, you're going to be working with the government no matter what you do. So why not learn about it? Why not learn about the different aspects of it and learn about people who have been successful working in New York state government, federal government, or even local government?
0: And you can check out uh, some of those visits to those different places here in Albany. Those will be in the show notes. We'll also have a link to the GLC Fellows page. So if it's a program you're interested in exploring more, you can click right on the link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Just one more before we get to the law review, though. Uh, Max, what are some of the programs? You you talked about these visits, but have you worked on any papers? Have you worked on any research projects as a fellow?
1: I have. So actually, um, through this actually connects to Albany Law Review. So what a perfect segue, Ben. But
0: um, <laughs> we, we, we try here on the podcast, what can I say? <laughs> yeah.
1: So last semester, I was a research assistant at the Government Law Center. So not only can you be a fellow, but you can also work at the Government Law Center as a student here on campus. So I worked for the Branch Communications Project, which is a project at the Government Law Center that takes uh, appellate division and court of appeals decisions and communicates and creates a bridge between the governor's... Uh, with the second floor, which is, you know, the governor's people, the executive branch of New York State, and with the legislature. A lot of times, and once you go to their law school, you'll kind of understand the aspect of it. But sometimes the legislature and the executive branch is not in tune with what the judiciary branch is is saying, and why a law may not be, you know, constitutional, why it doesn't live up to other aspects of the law, why it might contradict other parts of the law. And the judiciary branch has to reconcile that. And we communicate with those other branches of government to show this is the reasoning about why these courts are saying this law should be interpreted this way. So it was a great project to work on. And through that project, I was asked by Professor Woods to work on a CLE uh, project with a professor from Rutgers University. His name is Professor Robert Williams. And the CLE program was based on gubernatorial emergency powers And those emergency powers, the state of them following the COVID-19 pandemic. So once that project had happened, I was asked to do some research for Professor Williams and Professor Woods about the state of uh, emergency powers throughout the various states across the country. I was able to put together a 50-state survey about what various state high courts were saying about gubernatorial emergency powers. And we came with some pretty cool revelations about them. And after speaking with Professor Williams, I was asked of whether we would want to publish this, and following the CLE program, Professor Williams and I worked together throughout the remainder of the semester and into the summer to put together a publishable piece that we we hope will be published by Albany Law Review.
0: And see, and you you know the segways too. You know the game. <laughs> yes, I do know the game. <laughs> so let's talk about Albany Law Review. Uh, executive editor of submissions for Albany Law Review. Uh, we get asked about law review all the time by interested students who are thinking about coming here to Albany Law. Uh, what is law review? Uh, let's do it. Let's do a three for one here. What is Albany Law Review? How do you get involved, and why should you do it?
1: Okay, gotcha. So, law review is one of the three journals that we have here on campus. And for students who are listening in and you know may not understand what what law review or what a journal is. It's it's a uh, it's like an anthology of different articles written by jurists, practitioners in the field, and professors. And they will write in about legal topics or legal issues that the field is currently experiencing. And being on Law Review as a student, whether you're a sub-editor, an article editor, associate editor, or you're in the leadership for the Law Review, you are able to help publish and make those works come to fruition. It's fantastic. It helps you work on your writing skills. It helps you work alongside interesting authors that have that really help you learn about an issue May not you may not have otherwise have heard about. I'll tell you that I've learned a lot about cryptocurrency recently through some uh, legal issues that have been happening there. And it's been fascinating. And I don't come from a, a finance background or for someone who has a lot of business experience, but it's been really cool learning about cryptocurrency. But being on Law Review, it's, it's a really, really looked It's highly regarded in the legal community, or any journal for that matter, because it shows you your writing skills. You're going to be doing a lot of writing skills as an attorney, and why not show that by showing the published works and the the collection or the volumes that you've worked on to get them to a really good quality and to publish them, especially if you want to be someone who wants to clerk for a judge someday. Judges really look at those blue booking or grammar skills, and that's a great way to show it. Uh, How to get involved you want me to get into the get involved thing? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Please. So getting involved in law review, there's two ways to do it. You can either grade on to law review, which means that you, you do really, really well during your first year of law school, and your grade lets you get on to law review or to the Journal of Science and Technology at Albany Law School or to the government law review at Albany Law School. So that's one way to get onto Albany Law Review. The second way is you can write on to law review, which I encourage everyone to do. It's a competition that happens like towards the end of the academic year. You can write, and that's how I got into law review, was I wrote on, I did not grade on. You do a competition to see how good your blue booking skills are. For those who are not familiar, blue book is kind of like a uh, MLA or APA citations, but it's very special for the legal community. So it's really important to get it right. And you also have to kind of write a little bit and kind of fix some sentences for grammar and other kinds of things like that. And you can write on to Albany Law Review if you have the skills for it. Um, Same for the other journals as well. Why should you do it? I kind of got into this a little bit before. It's a really, really great way for you to build upon your writing skills to learn about other topics as well. I mean, I've read some really interesting articles throughout my time here at Albany Law Review. It's actually like piqued my interest in certain areas of the law I never thought I'd be interested in. And it's just a fantastic experience. We're all like, it's again, like the familial aspect of Albany Law School kind of also comes with Albany Law Review. We all get along really well with each other. We also boost each other up. We help find opportunities for one another. And we try to find ways to get people good experience before they go out to the legal community.
0: All right, Max, we've, we've we've tapped into a lot of your experiences here at Albany Law. One thing I don't think you've ever experienced, though, is the Albany Law School podcast lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round?
1: As ready as I'll ever be, Ben.
0: That's what everybody always says, that they <laughs> always think they're prepared but then they get into the lightning round. We'll do a truncated lightning round today, just because we've been we've been kind of taking up your whole morning here. We don't we don't want to take up your whole afternoon too. So only one lightning round question. But I, I always enjoy this question. We had the fall starting last night. It really started to feel like fall here. We're right in the middle of September. What's your favorite part of the fall, Max?
1: Halloween absolutely mine halloween Oh, mine too. <laughs> i like watching the movies and i love dressing up for halloween i like to create some pretty crazy costumes so if anyone's going to see me at scaristers you guys are not ready for what my costume is i will not reveal that on this podcast at this time then.
0: <laughs> so so you gotta go everybody's gonna go
1: <laughs> so you all have to go to see what my costume's gonna be so all those albany law students you better be at, at scaristers so that's all i'm <laughs> gonna say
0: all right. One final question. Always the same question here that we finish every podcast since we started well, three and a half years ago now. Max, is there anything you'd like to say to the Albany Law School community?
1: You know, I'm going to say something kind of cliche because I'm full of cliches, Ben, but I just want to thank the law school community. You know, I kind of was really nervous coming into all, to law school. I kind of had, you know, imposter syndrome. I didn't think I could do it. I, I didn't Really have that sense of what the legal community was about i never did pre-law i kind of just did a lot of political theory philosophy public affairs policy and you know math that comes with that but i never really had a legal like the legal experience or to understand what even court was i never watched law and order i didn't really understand how the whole thing worked other than the whole legislative aspect but i had a lot of that imposter syndrome a lot of anxiety when i first came in but i just want to thank the law school community for making me feel pretty at home pretty quickly. It only took me, I would say, maybe a month or two to kind of get into the swing of things. I made a lot of friends pretty quickly. The administration really helped me get off to a good start, helped me find job opportunities. And I, it's just really one big thank you to the law school community.
0: Well, one big thank you from us here at the podcast to you, President Siever. <laughs> and coming on the show here and, and sharing just all your experiences. We really appreciate that. I think it's a, a really great tapestry that you've put together and hopefully will serve you well in the future. We're, we're, we're pretty confident that it will.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. And I think a tapestry is a really good way of putting it. So thank you again for having me on the podcast and thanks to everyone for making my law school experience a good one.